Do you wake up with more aches and pains in the morning than you did when you went to bed at night? Maybe it's time to upgrade your mattress. Right now, you can save $50 on the 10-inch Aslan Medium Firm with code REGULARJOE10 or save $400 off the Aslan 13 Medium Soft with code REGULARJOE13. Visit aslanmattress.com. Aslan Mattress is a family-owned small business with the most comfortable and affordable mattress in the luxury bedding category. Cheaper than all the other online competitors without sacrificing the high quality. Aslan Mattresses gives you a top layer beaded gel and phase change memory foam, which gives you a cool, comfortable pressure relief. The next level is the next generation memory foam for proper transition of all body shapes and sleep positions. The third layer is made up of active support foam. Keeping the spine properly aligned. Goodbye, back pain. One of my favorites is the 13-inch medium plush. Because of its soft and refreshing feel that doesn't give away to sag like other mattresses do. Save $50 on the 10-inch Aslan Mattress Firm with code REGULARJOE10 or save $400 on the Aslan 13 Medium Soft with code REGULARJOE13. Visit aslanmattress.com. Welcome, Joe again to your regular Joe with you here on this Freedom Friday. Now, I'm going to bring Edward back on just a moment. He, he had an interesting point, talking, uh, kind of comparing uh, the Emmett Till, the horrible tragedy, the 14-year-old teenager falsely accused and murdered. Uh, he was, you know, beaten, tortured. Eventually, he was hung uh, and then lynched, and he died. And he was referring, uh, Edward was, uh, to his his mother, Mammy Till uh, Mobley, who insisted there be an open casket because uh, she, as she said in her words, quote, I wanted the world to see what they did to my baby. And today, of course, being the day that Lake and Riley will be laid to rest. And, and again, I just want to make sure people understand the connection, Edward, which is that uh, among the reporting that we have on uh, the the alleged perpetrator, uh, Jose Ibera, was that he used an object, blunt force trauma, uh, to essentially cave in her skull to the point that she was practically unrecognizable. Uh, and certainly, you know, and I, I know what you're saying. You, you're suggesting it, but you're not trying to foist it upon the family at this moment of, of suffering. And I understand and respect that as well. But I also understand the comparison point because that became a catalyst uh, in in the the civil rights movement, not unlike uh, you know when it came to women's suffrage, one of the big moments in that was when uh, fire hoses had been turned on a bunch of women. Woodrow Wilson was asked in a press gaggle at the White House, didn't bear any resemblance to what they are like nowadays. Uh, but he you know he was asked about it by a reporter, and for the first time, he basically acknowledged you know what was going on, and it changed the course of events and. You know, you started out by imploring people that can, that financially are able and legally able to, that they should arm themselves uh, because, you know, we're being set up for an eventual fall when you have tens of millions of illegal aliens coming into the country, uh, being let through. We know they've, you know, with some of the ones they've caught, they've been on the, the terrorist watch list. Uh, but we, there's so many more, the gotaways and even some that have been let free, that we have really no idea 
just how dangerous they could be. But based on what we're seeing with the situation like Lake and Riley's, uh, like the teenage girl that was uh, raped and stabbed. I mean, there's just been a terrible litany of these events happening. So, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of just give that that total background, you know, to your suggestion. Yeah, I'm with you in that. I think it would be a start. Although here's the difference. I don't know that if the family did it, if the media would actually show the pictures. And you pointed out that when when Mammy Till did it in 1955, they ran the pictures of her her essentially mutilated son uh, in the in the papers. They you know they made this something that people had to see. My fear would be kind of like the AP headlines I did earlier <clears throat> when I talked about you know Missouri. The, the AG of Missouri is going after Planned Parenthood uh, for basically sex trafficking, you know, human trafficking. And the headline the AP wrote was that he's suing him over a right-wing conservative uh, hidden video. So in the same way, they might try to, if they were to try to take such a stand and try to bring it to the to the conscience of the world, my fear would be in the modern world of yellow journalism, they're just going to spin it, you know, right-wing parents uh, you know, soil memory of daughter by trying to make a statement or something, you know, that kind of a thing. That would I would assume that would be the reaction. Well, Joe, you and I are absolutely on the same wavelength because I, I would anticipate that. Um, I'll take it a step further. Um, even if um, the family decided at a later time um, to release autopsy photos, the defense of that savage that murdered her would immediately file a motion to suppress that. Um, but I want to back up. I won't betray any personal confidences other than to say I, I, I've got a friend who I went to school with a long time ago who teaches at the University of Georgia Law School. And he and I were talking the other night um, the only thing I'll mention about our conversation is this. He's plugged in all over the Athens community, and he said upon finding her body, police officers that investigate these things, they're, they're hardened veterans. They, they see awful things oh, all yeah. the time. But, but he said that two or three of them openly wept when they found her body because this animal – so disfigured her. Um, that is why um, I hope someday we can see what that animal did to her. But more importantly, this has got to be a crystallizing moment for our nation. Um, this is this is going to happen on a regular basis, Joe. Well, there, there you're absolutely right, Edward. And, and, and you know, I, and I and I heard similar reports. And, and, you know, as you know, my my I have a brother that spent 24 years on the police force, 22 as a as a homicide detective and in different conversations throughout his career uh, there. You know, again, they get used to a certain level of things. Uh, but every once in a while, there's something that that hits them differently. And, and because of the the gruesome nature, maybe it's the age of the person involved, that kind of thing. And, and that sounds very much like what was the case uh, at this moment. And I do think, I mean, this is where I agree. Uh, even if, again, you got to be respectful of the parents laying her to rest. But I think this is an opportunity 
for anyone that wants to have a constitutional government and secure borders. And that should those two things, by the way, shouldn't only be for conservatives. Libertarians, Democrats, liberals, all should Republicans, weak need, feckless, spineless, yellow-bellied Republicans, like Robin Voss, for example, all of them. This should be something that they all want. A, a constitutional republic with secure borders where our, our wives, our mothers, our sisters, our children can be safe to go. I talk about this all the time. I grew up in Washington, D.C., in the nation's capital, which wasn't even, frankly, the safest place when I grew up there. But yet I rode my bike three miles to a park on a daily basis with no, you know, no real fear that I wouldn't come home at night. Yet I live in, in the Midwest now in a much, much more suburban area, and I have far more concerns about the safety and the security of our country. And, and again, we, it, it, because we have this situation where there are those that refuse to see the truth. Now, to your point, and I appreciate the call very much, and I hope you have a great, great weekend, Edward. Uh, to your point about this being kind of a, a galvanizing moment, from Jesse Waters' primetime last night, cut number nine here. This is they they sat down with a bunch of different people, man on the street interviews. Uh, this is just a sampling, and this is not, by the way, white middle aged Christian men. This is there's Hispanic men in here, the group of different people that they asked about the Brownsville visit by Joe Biden. Is it make is it hitting its mark? Do you feel like he cares? Does it make any difference? He's wasting his time, Mr. President. What are you doing here? By a stroke of a pen, you can stop this. You don't need Congress. It feels like it's a day late and a dollar short. I don't know what his purpose is, to be quite honest. We've had this situation for years. He has not shown up. It just seems a little too little too late. So the answer is it is breaking through to people, because I bet you I'd be willing to put money down. Not every one of those people were registered Republicans they spoke to. And I know people will try to pretend that, well, just, you know, they just pick people out. No, I mean, look, the fact is there's a lot of things controlled in the media, but there's there gets to be a point. Again, there's a tipping point in the world where public public opinion changes and it gets too hard to try to hide these things. Now, as to Donald Trump's approach to Lake and Riley versus Joe Biden's Joe Biden hasn't reached out to the family. As far as I know, he's not even said her name yet. They issued a statement, a written statement. That's as best as it got. Now, here's Donald Trump, cut 13. Uh, he mentions her two different times. Here's the kind of the long version of where he mentions uh, his thoughts on the Riley situation in their family. I spoke to her parents yesterday. They're incredible people. They're devastated beyond, beyond belief. But she was beautiful, just so beautiful in so many ways and brutally assaulted, horrifically beaten, kidnapped and savagely murdered. The monster that charged, uh, charged in the death is an illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. He's crooked. I took the name away from Hillary because she's no longer relevant, I guess. <laughs> she was terrible, but he is, what he is doing is just unbelievable. Joe Biden will never say Lake and Riley's name, but we will say it and we will remember it. We're not going to forget her. And, and I don't think that he will. I certainly know we won't. He, she came up again a little later, uh, or, or a little different part of the conversation, where he talked about what we are facing. Cut number 11. Uh, the uh, reports have come out, and we've been covering them, and everybody's been. And I spoke to the parents of an incredible young lady, and you 
You saw her the other day. You saw what happened the other day in Georgia. And the parents are devastated. They're incredible people. But this is a Joe Biden invasion. This is a Biden invasion over the past three years. And he went on to give it a name as well. I think it should have cut 12. Now the United States is being overrun by the Biden migrant crime. It's a new form of uh, vicious violation to our country. It's migrant crime. We call it Biden migrant crime, but that's a little bit long. Yeah, we can figure it out. We'll, we'll go with it, though. But he's right. It's a Biden invasion and a migrant crime. I would even just say an illegals crime in, you know, situation. But I get I understand why he's using the language he is. By the way, he didn't reserve his his volleys just for Joe Biden, covering the bases for, you know, the backup plan B there. That guy, Gavin, what's his last name again? And uh, you look at what this governor, Newscom from California, isn't that his name, Newscom? Uh, what he's done to California is unbelievable. People are pouring in. They think they're going to get medical aid. And our soldiers, our vets aren't being taken care of. But people that come into our country illegally are. Well, and, and again, we have all this money to give away, yet we won't take care of our own border, our own people. I mean, you can't look at the two two speeches given yesterday, almost back to back. Trump spoke first. Uh, I would say that Biden was batting cleanup, but I mean... Cleanup was more like what his handlers had to do. But either way, as he shuffled through, you, there's no comparing the two. They say they won't. Biden saying he won't debate. I can imagine why, because he would get destroyed. There's, there's, they don't have enough of whatever that special formula is they give him before he goes out in public. And then it could last through a debate. Now, Edward, a few moments ago, he said, well, you know, this could be that Emmett Till moment. Show those pictures. And I said, well, yeah, but, you know, the whole... They, they wouldn't do it because it doesn't fit their narrative. Now, understand, this is the same group of people in terms of the Democratic Party. You have, matter of fact, Kami Harris was bragging about this. You know how, how Soros has funded all these prosecutors and they're so proud of how there's less crime because they're just not prosecuting it? Well, I mean, she spoke directly to this on a Philadelphia radio station, Cut 10. Having progressive prosecutors, for example who can show what is possible mm -hmm. and then show that it works it and show that, frankly, it's not contrary at all to public safety. In fact, it is a better way. It is a very effective way, among other ways, to achieve public safety. So, again, we live in the upside-down world. Goebbels will be proud. Keep repeating the lie to everyone believes it. We're not safer under these policies, and everyone knows it. But you have to understand, this is the important part. Take a moment to separate ourselves from the emotion, which I could hear in Edward's voice as a father, I certainly feel for this family. Separate ourselves from what we may even know as to be true reality. Pull yourself to that 30,000-foot level and realize something. These despair, seemingly disparate things, funding these terrible prosecutors that, that won't prosecute actual crime, but like Letitia James will create new crimes. Well, that's not different. That's not a separate war against the American people, from the war that is against white Christian males. Now, we've talked about everyone says, well, aren't you being sensitive? Aren't you kind of being crazy with how you're saying? It's kind of crazy talk, isn't it? Well, here I give you a conversation that took place between Mika Brzezinski and Tom Schaller. Uh, Paul Waldman was sitting there. He's the co-author. Him and Tom Schaller wrote a book together, White Rural Rage, 
the threat to American democracy. Schaller's the only one that spoke to old Mika. Uh, and here's what he had to say about what the real threat is to freedom in our country. Uh, why are white rural voters a threat to democracy? They're the most racist, xenophobic, anti-immigrant, anti-gay geodemographic group in the country. Second, they're the most conspiracist group. QAnon support and subscribers, election denialism, COVID denialism and scientific skepticism, Obama birtherism. Third, anti-democratic sentiments. They don't believe in an independent press, free speech. They're also the most strongly white nationalist and white Christian nationalist. And fourth, they are most likely to excuse or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to peaceful public discourse. So now, what's amazing about everything that man just said is he has described the playbook of the left. Violence is acceptable. They deny actual science in the name of the COVID nonsense they put out there. You're not allowed to question your government or you might be an insurrectionist. Sounds like they've got their plan working. The regular Joe radio show.